This show is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows, including your favorite anime, anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash anime. That's HuluPlus.com forward slash anime. There's a lot of witches this season and witchcraft. And there's a lot of titties in this trailer. A lot <laughs> of them. Too. This anime is going to be horrible. Run for your life. I'm I'm so excited for that moment when Crab takes one of these animes and is like, Mitsuki, this is perfect. You just heard the song Mibun no Ichi from the anime Gundam Build Fighters by the artist Back On. And you are listening to episode 207 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where our sole mission is to make your anime addiction worse. I am your host, Mitsugi, and joined today, we ha- we're going doing a little throwback to uh, back in the past. We have uh, the lovely Chiaki. Say hello. Hello, everyone. It's always a pleasure. And the also equally lovely and always cheerful Kimiko. So say hello, Kimiko. Aw, shucks. Hi, everybody. Kimiko, I missed you. I missed you more. Uh, It's so hard being sandwiched between the boys day after day. You like it. (laughs) So you can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes and Facebook, so come check us out there. And, of course, on Twitter, at aaapodcast.com where you can get all of our pictures from around Japan. I posted some interesting stuff this week, so make sure to sign up on Twitter and follow us so you can receive those things. And we're also live every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv, so come check us out over there also. Be we love talking, talking with you during our live show. This live show today will be particularly interactive with the chat. We have a lot of cool stuff to do with you guys, so I hope you all enjoy it. Moving us right along, we have new forum members. We have Tom Omnom, Ruroni Taka, Strife, Rising Super Driver, Isk Takkun, Outlaw Mazinger, R37, and Kimi-chan. So, welcome to the forum. 
Welcome always, to the forum, everyone. Always glad to have a big, fresh pile of forum members to talk to. Make things and mm-hmm. makes things interesting every week. My name of the week is definitely Tom Omnon. Even though it it's not spelled this way, it sounds like Om Nom 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 Nom, and <laughs> and I like eating. Yes, and we will be doing that <laughs> also today. Damn you. Um, um, I guess mine is I, I I don't know why, but I want mine to be Isk. Okay, Isk. Oh, oh Raroni Taco's in the chat. I'm going to take Raroni Taco because Raroni oh, so Taco... Oh, so is Taco's in the chat. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to be greedy and I'll take Kimmy-chan too because she's in the chat also. Look so. out, you guys. You're being taken by Meitsugi. How does that make you feel? Oh. You should be so oh. lucky. Oh. Anyway, speaking of the chat, welcome to everybody watching. We have over 30 people today, so good audience. Hi, guys. So. So trivia, trivia this this week was a little harder. We the answer was the El Dorado from Outlaw Star, following the current theme of anime rides. And the El Dorado is, I think, what's one of the McDougal brothers rides that thing. And harder question, not as many people got it right. Uh, Ragey is no try. Icy Rose, Strife, Chapter Nine, Outlaw Mazinger, Space Adventure, Goto, and Father of Ronin. All I think of is a fantastic movie made by DreamWorks that makes me want to burst out into song. And Eldorado. the winner for the week was Ragey. And the winner for the month has been determined, and the winner for the month is The Count. So congratulations. Woo! Congratulations, ding, ding, ding. Mr. Count. What do we have for Johnny? You will be contacted about fantastic prizes that you will receive. Fantastic. Congratulations. Prizes. So the theme for next month is suffocatingly hard motorboats. This was my idea. And it's really... <laughs> Mitsugi personally took all four trivia questions already, and I got exactly zero of them correct. Yep. So good oh, luck. You got to really know your titties and really be a perv. <laughs> this, is, this is back to like my panty shots theme where I'm just like, all right, you got to admit to your pervy nature to win trivia this month. <laughs> My favorite kind of trivia. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. So the first mailbag question is from Yotaru Vegeta. And if you want to submit a mailbag question, you can do so at www.aaapodcast.com by clicking on the tab called mailbag on the top. It's really complicated. So, yep, I think you guys can handle that. So Yotaru Vegeta writes, In America, the old cliche gift for a teacher is an apple. What would be the stereotypical gift for a Japanese teacher? You know, the funny thing is, is as, of course, as, as we've said before, I teach at an international school. So I have kids from from all over the world. But of course we have maybe about a third to half the population at our school is native Japanese coming from Japanese families and and some of them might have lived in America for a while or something and and that's where they got their English background from but they're Japanese and and their customs are of course Japanese and I have gotten all manner of gifts Japanese people love to give gifts I haven't gotten shit well you're not like a real teacher oh oh, excuse me Excuse, excuse you me. See oh, your, you see some of the kids like once in three months. Yes, but I see some of them once a week. Well, yeah, but... Okay, how many kids do you have? I have eight. I have 1,260 students. Exactly. So, like... So, don't call... Don't say I'm not a teacher. It hurts. 
I'm sorry, Mitsuki. But I mean, you're like, I'm like teaching how to do long addition and you're teaching. Pat my head. Okay. I'm patting. (laughs) Now I feel better. Okay. All right. Anyways, but Japanese people, I think we've covered this before, but, but the gift giving culture in Japan is absolutely crazy. Like, and there's, there's totally things that you're supposed to give at certain points in time but it felt feels like for a teacher the gifts that we get and and the gifts that i've seen other teachers get are completely across the board um the first grade teacher for christmas got a thing of four wine bottles um i've gotten cake i've gotten uh like jams homemade jams and jellies it's really common that the farmers in the area will bring uh fresh produce so when it was like late summer fall i i didn't have to go shopping for vegetables for a while because i i just had farmers bringing me vegetables or farmers families bringing me vegetables um anything they cook they'll bring in so so i guess in answer to your question at least in my experience there isn't a stereotypical gift well, but they give lots of gifts from a person teaching <laughs> from the other side of, of the coin on in a, in a full-on japanese school i actually am going to speculate here and say that students don't really give teachers gifts in at least not in elementary school in japan in japanese public school i have never seen that happen so and I've never seen like an apple or anything on a teacher's desk because they don't really allow food anywhere outside of the teacher's room if it's not lunchtime. So they're definitely not giving food. I know that. So anyway. Mitsuki gets shit. I get cake. I get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. So I have little kids trying to stick their fingers in my butt and stuff. It's wonderful. I so, had I had a like a sixth grade Japanese student totally walk by and grab my ass once, and I looked at him and I was well, like, "I'd rather have someone grab my ass than have them trying to try I, to." Pro- I know what you did. Me. I know that wasn't an accidental. Like, <laughs> oh, my hand is on your butt. How did that happen? So, uh, Kimiko, would you like to read the second mailbag question? So this two part question is from Shakespeare. The first question is: If everyone was a gym leader from Pokemon. What type of Pokemon would each host choose? Hmm. And two, I put all three hosts in a room. I throw a knife in the middle. Who lives? <laughs> all right, I have my answers for both of these. Okay, so if I were a Pokemon gym leader, I would, you know, I think I'd go with Dragon because that's just awesome. Nice. Was, if I was a Pokemon gym leader, I would definitely be Fire. I love Fire type Pokemon. I always right. have. I'm uh, I'm not too familiar with the particular types of Pokemon, <laughs> but I really like the spirit type Pokemons, like Hunter. So that's so Ghost. What? Ghosts. Ghosts. I'd be a ghost leader. <laughs> you you would yeah. you would be a ghost leader. <laughs> you would. <laughs> yep. Okay, so if someone threw a knife in the middle of a room, the reasons why Chiaki would live are because she would get down on her knees and beg for her life. Don't kill me, please. I'm too cute. What? No, is that not right? Hey, I'd, I'd spare your life because of that, but I love you, so... I was going to say Kimiko would live, because well, was... Kimiko will cut a bitch. <laughs> well, rather than <laughs> rather than say, like, oh, you're definitely going to die, and you're going to die, I, I was going to say why we could each live, but if you want to be an asshole about it, you know, do that too. <laughs> no, I just I just think Kimi's a badass and doesn't, Kimiko's a badass and doesn't play. Okay, so, so Kimiko, why don't you explain why you would live? Um, see, see, that's tough because I'm in a room with the two, or I guess if Cram is invited, then the the three of you guys, I don't want to cut, like, a bitch I know. <laughs> I'd rather cut a bitch I don't know, you know? So, like, 
Um, I guess I would live because I know which parts of the body black people out, and so I would knock y'all unconscious. Because does that count? We'll we'll take it. Really, he doesn't. He doesn't say that we all can't live. There's no part to this question that says that all oh. the hosts can't live. But maybe I mean, maybe he throws a knife in the middle of the room and we all look at it and we're like, okay, that's cool. Let's go get coffee. Let's go get drinks. Yeah, you know, I don't think I, I can't really see any of us killing each other. So no, no not at all. I think we all live. Hooray! Hooray! Friendship. Jackie, would you like to read the third mailbag question? Yay, cop out. <laughs> all right. Yupo writes, Hi, podcast hosts. First of all, I want to congratulate you with your 200th episode. Well, I've thank been you. listening to this podcast for over three years now. Oh, God, we're old. And oh Not God. as old as some podcasts. <laughs> no. And while most other anime podcasts have died during that time, the AAA podcast is still going strong. Woo, what? <laughs> um... And I think made the podcast... Oh, I really like the recent change in reviewing anime, and I think it will make the podcast even better. Keep up the good work. We will We will do our best, sir. We're Thanks, always trying Eva. for you. Now, I think I should ask a question. So here's one. Imagine yourself in a random body-swapping anime. If you had to be one of the other podcast hosts for one day, who would you want to be and why? Best wishes from the Netherlands, Yupa. I would want to be Mitsugi. Why? Because because I'm so dead sexy and all jacked and stuff. Because you're you're so buff and like that's true. I've also never had a penis, so oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, as kind of gross as it is to think about it being yours, if I if those are my options, <laughs> I'll uh, you know, I like like there are things I want to find out about how male anatomy works from a first hand perspective. So I mean, like Kimiko was my initial reaction, but like I'm I mean. Kimiko will, will let me touch her boobies if I ask. So It's true. It's true. I can go to an O-Pub and touch boobies. Flappy boobies. Flappy boobies. <laughs> yes, flappy boobies, but nonetheless. So I, I, I think I would switch bodies with Kimiko because I want to go kick some ass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about you, Sweet. Kimiko? Um, see, my initial reaction was also Mitsugi for that exact same reason, Chiaki. Oh, yes, it was. Um, for the awesome buffness that is Mitsugi's awesome bod and, you know, penis. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know what it's like to, to pee standing up. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, wanna, I, I Honestly, it, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would want to change bodies with Chiaki because you're just too cute. Oh, Kimiko, you're way I want to know what it's like, and I also want to know what it's like to draw. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I give that to you that for a bit. I want to have that ability, too. I'll give that to you for, for a bit. Once. Okay, so I'm going to move us along from this from this okay. mailbag. Thank you, for, thank you for everybody who submitted mailbag questions. So a little update on the character battle real quick. The character battle is progressing through the second round, and we have, we're at the point where, where very popular characters are facing off against other popular characters. And in our last match where we left off, Rory Mustang easily beat Shizuo from Dudarada. So that's, that was an easy Thank win. That. Yusuke Yudameshi was defeated very quite soundly by Kenshin Himura. No surprise there. So, well, you know, Yusuke is pretty strong, but you know Kenshin's a beast. MD Geist was beaten a lot more easily than I thought he would be by Goku. Uh, I guess the the joke factor of Geist just couldn't win it for him. The, and what I think is a huge upset, Levi was from Shingeki no Kyojin was dominated by Alucard from Helsing. And and that so, surprised, like, Le, you know, my Le, Levi fangirl nature aside, it surprised me just because 
it wasn't even really close. No, it wasn't really close at all. Like, and, and maybe I, I honestly think that the most popular characters from Attack on Titan are the Titans. So the characters are kind of unlikable in some regards. So. I was actually commenting. I was like, someone should have nominated the Colossal Titan or something. Anyway, so moving on from that, Krillin easily beat Lad Russo from Bacano. Lelouch Yagami blew out, boat raced Death of the Kid from Soul Eater. So all the Soul Eater characters are out. And in the female side of the bracket, we had Mikasa Ackerman from Attack on Titan dominated. Annihilated. Annihilated Saber from Woo! Fate Zero. Um, and currently, Olivia Mira Armstrong from Puma, from Puma Alchemist is in a dead tie with Selty Sturlson from Do-Da-Da-Da. So. Complete tie. And has been all day. Like, when I woke wow. up and checked it, the tie is, like, holding over the hour, so. And so we'll continue giving updates on the character battle as it, as it will run until part of the way through January, I think, so. So stay tuned for more about that. So Just, Oh, one more thing as a heads up with the character battle. I don't know if this is completely appropriate to say at this point and if Mitsuki's going to give me a glaring look. But <laughs> we are flying home for the holidays. And literally every host in Japan is going back home to, you know, see families and do things like that. Yeah. As a result, there will be, of course, twenty the 24 hours of flying I wish that was an exaggeration that it takes to get from Japan to the East Coast. And so there might be some kind of weird time shifts in the character battle or some delays around the 22nd. So just bear with us. And even though we will not be doing live shows until the first week of January, we have recorded reserve episodes that will be released between now and that time. So you won't have to go without having the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast over the course of the holidays. So you have something to use to escape your relatives. Yes. And one more quick announcement. There's a new function we were going to be implementing in the chat for people that watch live, and that is that during the news breaks, we're going to run a live poll that people can give their thoughts on. So we're going to ask a question at the beginning of the, of the news break, and then we'll come back after the news break's over and give the results of, of the poll. So the poll for this news break is going to be, what is your favorite anime from the fall of 2013? So, And of course, we're going to take our first anime news break, and when we come back, we have a really good show. We're going to be previewing all of the selections from the winter 2014 anime season. So you guys can get your heads up on what's going to be good and what's bad, what to watch, what not to watch. And then we're going to take another news break, and we're going to do a review on Hakenden, Eight Dogs of the East. So stay tuned, and we'll be back in about five minutes with that. you cram fanboys and girls out there this is Chiaki and this is your anime news break first up in some news that I am particularly excited about the film distributor Toho has announced its 2014 lineup this past week and in the process revealed Studio Ghibli's next film will be an adaptation of Joan G. Robinson's English children's novel When Marnie Was There or Omoide no Marnie and it will be coming out next summer Yone Bayashi, the director of The Secret World of Eddie Arietti, will be directing the film. This marks his second film, and after the success that Arietti was of an adaptation of a no novel, I'm incredibly excited. 
The novel is one of 50 books that Ghibli co-founder Hayao Miyazaki recommended in a list that he created for children. I'm very excited to see how Yonaibayashi's second film will be received. In other news, the organizers of Otakon Vegas, a convention that I have wanted to go to ever since finding out about it a couple weeks ago, has announced that the convention will host a Space Dandy launch event on Saturday, January 4th. The event will screen the first episode of the series before it airs on Toonami at 11.30pm. Space Dandy dub star Ian Sinclair will attend the launch event along with ADR director Zach Bolton. The series will premiere in Japan on January 5th at 11 p.m. Animax Asia will also premiere the series in Southeast Asia on the same day with a bunch of other premieres around the world. And I'm very excited to see it and it's very exciting to see Otakon Vegas is getting some, well, interesting things to really get them started. In other news, something interesting, website My Navis Woman has held a poll asking 200 women between the ages of 22 and 34 what manga they most want to see adapted into a live action film. And well, some of the most popular winners might surprise you. Coming in at number one, didn't surprise me, was Chihayafuru, but number two was Yu Yu Hakusho. Number three was Tenshi Nanka Janai. Number four was Good Morning Call, and number five was One Piece, believe it or not, which is incredibly popular here in Japan. Just some interesting thoughts about what is trending right now with Japanese women. In other news, something that's very exciting, the Mainichi Shimbun's Mantan Web page began streaming a full trailer for the live-action film of Eiko Kado Gono's fantasy novel series, Kiki's Delivery Service, or Majo no Takyubun. The trailer is about just over a minute long and it features the theme song, Wake Me Up. You can find it on YouTube and, well, I recommend watching it because I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Finally, the series might have ended, but Attack on Titan isn't going anywhere for the time being. Kodansha decided to print another run of its magazine, making it 10 times more copy than usual because of a new Attack on Titan spin-off series that is running in the magazine Aria, if you can believe that. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey Mitsugi, I'm trying to get into Attack on Titan, but I can't find anywhere to watch it. Oh, it's on Hulu Plus. You can get it in real great quality there and watch it on a bunch of different connected devices. You mean Hulu? No, Hulu Plus. What's Hulu Plus? You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like Attack on Titan, Naruto Shippuden, One Piece, Helsing, and more. Watch every episode of shows like Persona 4, Yu-Gi-Oh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Shakugan no Shana, and more. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask, Hulu's new docu-series that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You'll also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. 
For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash anime. That's a special offer for our listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com forward slash anime so you get the extended free trial and they know that we sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash anime right now for your extended two-week free trial. And we're back with the 207th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We have the results from our poll. Again, the poll question was, what is your favorite anime from fall 2013? And the poll function only allows me to have five options. So I lumped together three shows per category, per option. The option that won the poll was that Yozakura Quartet, Log Horizon, and Outbreak Company is the is your favorite anime of 2013. Followed by Kyokai no Kanata, Samurai Flamenco, and Magi 2. Magi 2 is good. I'm betting in that bunch a lot of people voted for Magi out of all of them. That's my bet. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. So we have an interesting little treat here that people, I guess, eat on Christmas time. No, they don't eat it. Well, Something, I, mean, I, was... I don't know. So a couple weeks ago, someone asked a mailbag question about whether or not we had eaten this particularly weird round cake that somebody was eating in Ucho Tenkazoku. It's called a roll cake, and we call it roll cake, and the uh, the actual name of this product is Shinsaibashi Baumkuchen. Baum so that doesn't sound Japanese to me, but... I actually think Baumkuchen is like the name of this, and I think it's German or it something. It sounds German to me, so... Um, we have So we have this round, this round-shaped cake that is... Created by layering and layering and layering and layering cake up on top of each other, and you can actually see kind of kind of like the rings on the inside of a tree. So like through the middle, there's like a metal pole of the cake, and then it, the pole spins, and they literally like spray cake onto it as it's spinning, and bake it, and then spray another layer. So, I think Chiaki, why don't you take a bite of this thing, and I will color commentate you while you're eating it. All right, here I go. Okay, so she's taking a bite. She's chewing. She's a very, it's a very small bite. Good. Okay, so now I'm gonna take a bite of this roll cake, and we're gonna see how it is. I've had it before. It's kind of sweet and kind of vanilla. E. There's nothing really. It's really so-so. It kind of tastes like pound cake, but not quite as buttery. Mm. So. Mm, now I want pound cake. I love pound cake. What we're gonna be <laughs> discussing this episode is the winter anime lineup for 2014. And initially, after looking at the lineup, the preview page, it looked like a super, super weak lineup of shows. But after actually looking at the show's preview videos and looking more into them, I think there's actually quite a few shows from this season that are going to be good. And I saw, and as a result, I think it's going to end up being sort of somewhere around an average season. I was going to say, but I don't. I still don't think it looks as good as last season. Like last season, I just think there was a lot of stuff that was strong right off the bat. So of course, as we always do, we roll dice to see who would who would get to have the first selection. And as what seems to be almost like a tradition on this podcast, Chiaki <laughs> got the highest dice roll. Da, da, da. Ch- Kimiko <laughs> received the second pick. I received the third pick, and Cram received the last pick. So just going from the bottom from to the top, we're going to be discussing which shows we picked for the podcast and what the basically what the pool will be that we'll select our top eight from. So, Chucky, while I fumble around with the, the videos, why don't you go ahead and 
talk about what your first pick was for sure. the season and also what number it is. Well, we normally go in reverse order of our picks, so that's where I'll start. My my bottom pick was my 11th pick so it kind of crossed the threshold of about seven eight which normally ends up being like the i'm just putting stuff on my list arbitrarily at this point because i really don't care because the rest of it looks meh yeah i mean this was kind of a, a season where we all had sort of the same picks and so as a result some of us almost had to go deeper than 15 some of us had to go almost deeper than 15 picks to receive five yeah so everybody wanted the same stuff so, my first selection was Nobunagun, and the summary, the summary for Nobunagun is Shio Ogura is a Japanese high school student who is visiting Taiwan on a school trip when she is suddenly attacked by monsters. Okay. Agents known as E-Gene Holders from the government ag- agency Dogo also arrive, who wield weapons infused with the spirits of historical figures. Shio is revealed to also be an E-Gene holder when the soul of Odu, Oda Nobunaga awakens in her. So, yeah. So I, I want you to know something, and that is that I don't know that there's ever been an anime ever that was good that had the word Nobunaga or the character Nobunaga in it. <laughs> I have two, so we'll Oh, you see. do? <laughs> no, you have two of these. You have, have two, two such shows. So, for example, the recent one that wasn't any good was Odu Nobunaga no Yabo. So that was not very good so well as i said this kind of got placed somewhere toward the bottom of my list uh, of the i really don't care what i'm putting on the list at this point i'm just trying to avoid the super stupid looking shows so but we'll see we'll see maybe who knows so kimiko was gangbusters with this pick so so chiaki had to go to her 11th pick to get a to get her to get her lowest show (laughs) kimiko only had to go to her sixth pick so you virtually oh, got you virtually got almost every single show you wanted. Pretty much, actually. So I don't know how that happened. You were just lucky. So <clears throat> why don't yeah, we? Uh... I'm I'm actually technically regretting this this sixth pick now, but um, at the time I, I pretty much did get every single thing that I wanted. Yes. So before you actually talk about your 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 show Kimiko, which is Defrag, by the way. I'm, yep. go- I'm going to play some audio from it because because oh, no. I think the audio the audio from this says it all. So if you would just give me a moment here so I can play this and brace yourselves, listening audience. I think you know exactly what kind of anime this is just by listening to this song. Yep. It Pretty sounds like much. hyper moe crap. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Hyper moe crap. So someone's gonna throw a frag grenade and cake's <laughs> gonna come out of it. Yep, basically. Okay. That, that's actually exactly what I'm expecting. So anyway, what is this show about before we before you tell people to run for, like to run like hell? <laughs> Okie dokie. So the basic synopsis of Defrag is um, the character Kazuma Kenji likes to believe that he is something of a delinquent. Moreover, others seem to agree that he is. Of course, Kenji's gang friends find their way to a group of four not-so-normal girls, and all at once, whatever reputation he may have is nothing compared to the outrageous behavior of these girls. Basically, that just sounds like a bunch of 
moe craziness that's going to give me a massive headache. What really gets me in this is that the the animation itself combined with the music in this trailer was actually agonizing to watch. Like I couldn't get through the entire <laughs> I had to stop it halfway through and was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't." It was like a sugar rush. We don't blame you, okay? So just know that, okay? So it's not your fault. Mm. So, okay. So that's Defrag. The next show I the show that I picked, it was it came in at my pretty low, pretty far down there, number 10. So it was my 10 I had to go 10 deep to get this one. And the show is unfortunately, you, you had to realize that after about the 6th show, I didn't want to watch anything, so I just kind of wrote shit down. Saikin imoto no yosu ga chotto kashin daga, which is some which I think translates to something along the lines of recently my little sister's affairs have become a little strange. Whenever I see Emoto, yep. I automatically am just like, yep. well, it's probably going to be crap. So in this romance comedy, hopefully it's not a romance comedy between the, the brother and the sister because that would be way too anime. The um, A girl lives, a girl named Mitsuki Kanzaki lives with her stepbrother Yuya after her mother remarries, one day, um, Mitsuki is possessed by the self-proclaimed spirit of a young girl, Hiyori Kotobuki. Hiyori must fall in love with Yuya to move towards the gates of heaven. Oh, Jesus. So, basically, this is a very clever way to allow anime to be incest without being incest. So it's my little sister, but we're gonna pull out her soul and put in another soul. So it's it's her body, but it's not really her 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 spirit. So wow. I I just think incest like there's only one way that incest can I feel I feel like can really be done, and that's in like historical period pieces back when people really did marry off brothers and sisters to each other, and it's handled like really appropriately for that otherwise you're just kind of like yeah you're gonna have all these things to make it be okay but everybody knows it's not i have one exception to that rule and that's hikaru and kaoru hitachin and that's because they're playing at incest and it's kind of awesome <laughs> well everyone's allowed everyone's allowed their guilty pleasures and their exceptions i'm just saying like if you're going for legit, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> In any case. So I think I think we have Cram, unfortunately, as you've all probably figured, uh, Cram is unable to make it today for the show. He had a prior engagement. So uh, Mitsugi, will you be handling Cram shows? Yeah, sure. So right. he, the show he picked, Cram really had a rough time this go. <laughs> uh, this came in at number 11 for him. And it's Sekai Seifuku Boryaku no Zvezda. I don't know what the hell word that is. It's... I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It looks like a... It's an original television anime. It's produced by A1 Pictures. It's an action fantasy anime, and there's a lot of really goofy costumes, and the trailer was kind of energetic. And But I have no idea what what kind of anime this is. It's It's original, and... Yeah, I mean, we, you've got you've got girls in cat ears with wearing masks and monster-looking people, and 
I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, but it's Sekai Seifuku Boryaku no Zvezda, and we'll probably get to that in the coming weeks and find a little bit more about what this anime is about. Um, you know what, Mitsuki? What? I'm sure this anime is saving anime. Yeah, I mean, these are just like the animes that are on the bottom of the barrel, and probably none, probably none of these shows are actually going to get passed when it's all said and done. So, All right, back to me? Sure, why don't you just have at it? I will then. So my anime is, my next one is Strange Plus. We're at number nine, which for me is getting to the point where I'm scraping the bottle of the barrel, but I still have a bit of an opinion on, on where things are getting placed. And Strange Plus is a story that begins with a teenage boy named Ko, who came from the slums to search for Takumi, his missing big brother who ran away years ago. The brothers reunite, and it turns out that Takumi now heads the Mikuni Detective Agency. Cole wants to bring Takumi back, but he doesn't want to go back home himself. So he starts working at the agency doing odds and ends. I don't know. Something about the poster looked interesting to me. That's Is that a good reason to, <laughs> to say I picked an anime? I couldn't find a PV for this one, so I don't even have a, a PV that, like enticed me or anything and by the way the pvs haven't been working in the chat but i'm working on it right now trying to fix it for you guys so. he's being frantic he's no i'm not being frantic i'm just doing my job mr producer so <laughs> is there any is there any particular reason why that you can see why people should watch this show i, I mean for all of mine i tried to pick out at least one thing about it it that... didn't look like moe crap oh that's something <laughs> Like, like I really got to the point on my list where I'm just like, okay, this one's not, this one doesn't look too stupid. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough, indeed. Kimiko. Ray. Okay, so my number five pick was um, uh, an anime called Inari Konkoi Iroha. I wanted this one too. This was actually my sec. Or wait, no, was it my second? It was high up. No, I guess it was my. I put it. I was my tenth. Maybe because oh. I, I <laughs> thought. Maybe because I saw you put it higher. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, I actually couldn't find a PV for this one either. But the general synopsis is: it's about a character named Fushimi Inari, and Fushimi Inari is a shy, not so bright middle school girl living in Kyoto's Fushimi Ward. She has a crush on her classmate, uh, but cannot express her feelings, as so often they cannot. And one day, as thanks for helping a fox pup, the deity, whose name I probably will not be able to pronounce correctly, uh, Ukana, wait, Ukano Itamana Okami, <laughs> grants her the ability to change her form. So I picked this one because I love shape-shifting anime. Oh, kind of your thing? That's like literally, that was like my, mainly why I chose it. The animation looks good too, but like that, I, I just really like anime where people can like shape and not like magical transformation sequence or really I'm a cat girl, but like can actually transform into animals of some variety. I like that. I think it's cool. Did you love the Animorphs book when you were a kid? I really did. Okay. I just want to make <laughs> sure you do. Uh, I really did. I, I wanted to watch this one for two reasons. One, or a couple reasons. One, I, I love Shinto shrines. I just think they're beautiful. And the Fushimi Inari shrine, I've had the pleasure of being to it multiple times. And I think it's I think it's on my list of the top five most beautiful places in all of Japan, of everywhere that I have ever been in Japan. And so I, I think the Fushimi Inari shrine is magnificent. So I'm attached to that. 
And Gingitsune this past season was another one that was centered around the the god goddess Fushimi Inari. The only thing I'm curious about is it says Fushimi Inari is a shy, not so bright middle school girl. And I'm wondering if she's actually supposed to be the goddess Fushimi Inari. Yeah, because Fushimi Inari is actually the name of the of the the highest level shrine for Shintoism. Yeah. It's it's the name of the deity. It's the name of the shrine too. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So you think maybe it would like start off with her being a shy, not so bright middle school girl, and then kind of veer off into how she becomes the goddess Fushimi Inari. Yeah, that's what I was wondering with this one. Like, sounds a little like, ballsy. Like if it's like it if really it's, does. If it's another god like coming to her, giving the ability to change her form because he's like, you're actually a god, and you've forgotten or something. Like, oh, that would be cool. Like, really, she's been living in this host body and per- per- forgotten what she was. Yeah, and, like, she forgot how to shapeshift, so she couldn't find back to her original form. I don't know. This this anime had, that like, cool. it was one of those things when I read it, I was like, this seems like it has so much potential, and I don't know if they're going to go any of those Watch directions. Watch it be awful. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, and either way, it's going to be Moe. Either way, it sounds ballsy, because if it is, if it really is about a person that's the embodiment of a... Of I don't know the. It's one of the highest deities highest, in Japan. Highest Shinto deity. I mean, you're you're treading on thin ice there. I mean, I mean that'd be like making an anime in the West about God, and if you don't treat that correctly, you're gonna have some pissed off people. But in Japan, no nobody really would do anything, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, so moving on from that, my my fourth my next selection, which which came in, uh, also pretty far down my list, came in at number seven was Gin Saji second season. And more I didn't More cow milking. More cow milking, yay. <laughs> so the reason why people care about Gin Saji is because the original creator, uh, Hiromu Arakawa, was the original creator of Fullmetal Alchemist. And to be to be perfectly honest, the first season was pretty good. I mean, it's I don't see them giving you much much else from the second season except for more of the same. But if you're a person that liked the first season of Gin Nosaji, which, by the way, is about a boy who who exits who exits school and goes into an agricultural high school where he learns how to do things like milk cows, uh, harvest chicken eggs, you know, take care of horses, and all kinds of other bullcrap, then this is probably a good anime for you. It's kind of a light comedy with a unique twist. So I want I, I reviewed the first season of it, and I think I gave it a. a, a Three and a half out of five, maybe. It was pretty good. It was a little dry, sort of flatlined. But I expect that the second season will be equally as consistent. And this is, if nothing else, this is an anime from the winter that you know what it will be. So it's a surefire to be at least pretty good. So you don't have to take a gamble with a show if you, you know, or one of those people that watches a show and prays to heaven that the end of it's not terrible, you know. Yeah. This will not be that show for you. So now I'm going to go on to Cram's pick, and I'm going to try again to play the, the videos in the chat for people that are watching live, and um, hopefully I can get this to work. So the the next video that so the next anime, which the videos are working by the way, Cram's next pick, and I don't know why he did this to himself, but at number nine he had listed Sakura Trick, and. <sighs> Sakura Trek is a Studio Dean anime that revolves around Haruka and Yu, two girls who go to a high school that is slated to be shut down in three years. To share something special between them, they share a kiss, and their relationship deepens from that moment onward. This is a Yuri anime. So, 
I'm not sure why Cram wanted to watch a Yuri anime, or maybe he didn't realize it was Yuri, but it is. I don't, and... I don't know. The picture and the synopsis, I think, makes it pretty obvious that it's Yuri. Like, they're holding <laughs> each other in the picture, and then it's like, they share a kiss. So I had written down reasons it's good. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you if you like Yuri, this is an anime you should watch. If you don't like Yuri, you shouldn't watch it. It's pretty much that cut and dry. I And again, the anime is called Sakura Trick. You know, I still have some hope for it because I feel like Yuri is less often used as a cliche trope for like just fans and is there's a lot more really good Yuri anime than Yaoi anime, I feel like. Like, for example, uh, Maria-sama watches over us is supposed to be amazing. Not that know. we've ever watched it. I'm not sure it, if that's but... actually Yuri or not. Really? Mm, I thought it was. I don't know. It has something. It has some girl love in it, I think. So, uh, anyways. Phantom Memory Corral. Yeah. But I think That the, was amazing. The, the bottom line is I think that I think in the grand scheme of anime, there are a lot more Yaoi than there are Yuri anime. True. And so people that like Yuri are probably really excited for this because they don't get a Yuri anime all that often. Maybe maybe one a season. I don't know. Maybe not even that often. So Not even. So my anyway. my next one is Nobunaga the Fool. As I said before, I got And two... you are a fool for picking two Nobunaga animes. <laughs> you know, this was actually really high on 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 my list. This was number 4 for me. And nice. I don't even know why. I think it again it goes back to that it didn't look like Moe and I wanted to give a Nobunaga one a chance. Is this the one that has like um, Leonardo da Vinci in it and all this other crap? Uh, might be. One of these Nobunaga shows has like all these different <laughs> historical figures in it that just basically solidifies the fact that it will not be good. But so <laughs> the Western planet and the Eastern planet. Once upon a time, the two sides were bound by the dragon pulse spanning the heavens. The civilization oh, that once prospered has now turned to a tale of dreams as the inextinguishable flames of war tear the realm asunder the two planets remain engulfed in endless battles the return of the super technology known as sacred treasures aka mechs from what i could tell from the pv could re revolutionize the world order but no one knows of them but one person a heretical girl a girl from western planet jane kaguya de arc Saw heavenly visions. Jinda Ark. Ja, ja, yeah, basically, Joan of Arc. Um, saw heavenly visions, heavenly visions, of the birth of a star messiah who will save the world. She embarks on a journey to the eastern planet with Leonardo da Vinci, the one who observes the world. They come across the heretic of the eastern planet, and they, and, and, the greatest fool of the day, Oda Nobunaga. Basically, I I watched the PV for this show and I have no idea what to make of it. Like <laughs> this show is all over the place and it's so all over the place that I'm almost really amused to see what happens. There's a mountain of CG in it. There's there's a, all the mech is CG. There's a mountain of CG. But it's like on one side we have like battles on the ground with like traditional looking clothing and like samurai people and they're like um, samurai, and then it's just like, and giant mechs are fighting, and it seems like crazy genre clashing, but I don't know, it seems ambitious, it seems out there, maybe it'll pay off. So, for the people that are watching live in the chat, the videos are working now, I'm sorry that we missed the first two or three of them, but the first couple shows were probably weren't going to be good anyway, 
So if you do join us live in the for the live chat, we we do give you things. So like live videos of all the preview of all the previews. So Chucky, the good there's good news and bad news for you here. <laughs> The, the, the bad news is I picked a show with Nobunaga in the title. The bad news is that you picked a show with Nobunaga in the title, and even worse, it has Joan of Arc and Leonardo and Leonardo da Vinci in it. Hey, don't hate Joan of Arc; she's badass. It doesn't matter; it's going to be awful. And but but the good news is that you can you can fail it and not have to watch it. Actually, so I'm going to pass it, and I'm going to make you watch it. Well, I, oh, no. I, I, I you, that won't happen because I just won't pick it. Anyway, so uh, Kimiko, what is yes. your next pick? So my next pick, which managed to be on my number four slot, is Hozuki no Reitsu. And uh, this was another one that I basically picked because of the animation, because I seem to do that a lot, I've noticed. Um, it's okay, that's a one, totally viable reason to choose an anime. <laughs> it's it's yeah, so well, true. Because sometimes yeah. the really oddly animated ones turn out to be like epic slice of lives, I've noticed. So that's kind of what I hope for. Um, except for this one. This one's not even close to a slice of life. In fact, it looks like something you would have probably enjoyed, Chiaki. Alright. Um, so, Hozuki is the aide to the great king of hell, King Enma. Calm and super sadistic, Hozuki tries to resolve the various problems in hell, including a rampaging Momotaro and Momotaro. Momotaro. Momotaro? Momotaro is Peach Boy, which is a Japanese folktale. Oh, oh okay. Um, however, he also likes spending his free time on his hobbies, such as fawning over cute animals and raising goldfish flowers. So, up to that last sentence about raising goldfish flowers and cute animals, it actually sounded really super nifty to me. Um, and again, the animation style was super cool. Um, the trailer didn't really tell me anything about what the anime was going to be about, um, but it looked... I don't know. It looked interesting. I feel like it's a 50-50 for me. It could either be one that I really, really end up loving. Kind of like, um, uh, oh man, what was the one that uh, Cram and I both passed and was super excited about? I don't know. Ah, dang. Um, well, basically, um, it looked like something that I would either end up super, super loving or something that I'll either get really, really, really bored with or hate you know well, what I can tell you is that I think this is going to be a comedy that ha that's the the catch or the gimmick about it is that he's like he's like the the aide to the king of hell so there's going to be a lot of like things that you can only see in hell like demons and stuff like that so you think it's going to be something like a lot of jokes I don't understand no maybe not I don't I don't know I don't know what kind of jokes they're going to be I just think that, that I just know that it's going to be a comedy and I know that it takes place in hell so that's the gimmick well there we go so the next show that i have is one that i am incredibly excited about i think it's the next one on the list i want to watch this i really hope it gets passed so here comes the trailer for what i think is what the anime that i want to watch more than anything else i want to watch this so bad and that is wizard baristers Oh, why? So good. Why should we give a shit about Wizard Baristers? Well, I'll tell you. There's lots of reasons. It's done by the direct by director Umetsu. Yasuomi Umetsu has done a lot of stuff, and most notably, Umetsu has done some hentai. But he did he did Kite, <laughs> which was which is a pretty awesome badass show that I tend to like a lot. He's done he did Mezzo, which was another action anime that had a lot of good stuff happening in it. 
and he's done a number of other things. So this guy's this guy has is not a new director. He has a lot of experience, and I think he's pretty respected in the industry because most of the anime that he directs, he tends to do everything, it's kind of like a kind of like a, uh, a Makoto Shinkai type. So that he's he's the director, series composition, original concept, character designer. So when you see a an Umetsu anime, you you will know immediately that it's him because the characters look so distinct. I Mitsugi showed me the PV and literally in the first frame of her smoking the cigarette, I knew who it was done by the guy. So this is an anime done by Kite, the guy that did Kite and the guy that did Mezzo. And the trailer has stuff in it like dudes with machine guns shooting at a quote-unquote wizard barista, I guess, and he kind of waves his hand in a circle, makes like a force field in front of him that kind of blocks all the bullets, and he kind of fires them back at the guy. There was a scene where a guy got his leg shot up real bad with a machine gun, and then like the girl stomped on his leg, and there's blood squirting out of it. So it's going to be violent, just like his other anime. And and maybe we'll get a random sex scene. And it looks damn. <laughs> and it looks damn good. It like does it looks look crisp. Damn good. It's a crisp looking anime. And at the very least, at the very least, it's going to be really action packed and exciting. And I want to watch this show I mean, so hardcore. Kite in the, it looks so badass. When this guy does most of the st- most of the work on a show, they've been at least pretty good. Like some people don't like Kite, I love it. Mezzo Forte and Mezzo were pretty good. So I'm excited. This is Wizard I'm, this is Wizard Baristers. I'm I this show is going to get passed. I'm just going to go it I'm just going to go horrible. on record to say that this show is going to get passed. Anyway, I'll read the plot summary real quick. In 19 in the year 2018, humans and wizards live together together in Tokyo. Police continue to protect order in society, but wizards are tried according to magical law in special courts defended by wizard baristas. At age 17, Cecile has just become the youngest wizard barista and begins work at the Butterfly Law Offices. While she hasn't realized it yet, she has tremendous magical potential. There's going to be a lot of magic stuff happening and a lot of violence. And I, I love magic in the real world shows where there's still a lot grounded in reality. But then at the same time, I love that feeling of that almost realistic moment where it's like we discover that we're capable of magic and it like it's coming to the real world. And like that hopefulness that I don't know that I've always had that like one day you'll just be like, oh, yeah, we can do magic now. I got to like, I got to move us along. But, I, but the other the last point is that the theme song is done by Leah who has done a lot of work for past anime. Like Angel Beats, right? Like Angel Beats and some other stuff. Anyway, so Cram's next anime, which I have predicted will be the user choice anime. This is my prediction. That's my prediction. I, 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 I put my early my early predictions for what we would pass up on the forum just for fun. You know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just wanted to speculate. So his anime is called Noragami. And this is like... This is the third anime we have that has like a well, let me let me see what the description here is. At the boundary between this realm and another, whatever this realm is, I don't know, it doesn't say. There live 8 million gods, dead spirits who serve the gods and another assorted spirits who help and, and meddle in the affairs of humans. A sweet middle school girl named Hiyori Iki has been enduring bullying from her classmates and she goes to the classroom by herself to cry. Um, scrawled on the bathroom wall is a message uh, and, and a number. I solve your troubles. After he after Hiyoti calls the phone number that's on the wall, she encounters a homeless, unemployed figure who proclaims himself a god, crude, unpredictable, um, 
and worthless. He he does not answer people's prayers, and no and no one acknowledges him. However, he has one sole power: the ability to cut all who pass between this world and the next. So that's kind of a crappy synopsis. But what I will say about this anime is that the trailer has a lot of incredible incredible looking action in it, and I think that people that will watch this anime are going to do so because it look the trailer looks badass, and it there's does a look lot really of good. like. People just like getting sliced up and crazy shit happening, and this is the anime Noragami, and I don't know, I, I don't know, how, I don't, I don't know if it'll be good or not, but it seems at least somewhat interesting. So, so my next one, which was my number three pick, which I don't really know why I put it as my number three pick. Maybe I just got arbitrary early this season. <laughs> um, is ZX Ignition. And you do you, you do know that this is based on a card game, right? Yeah, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well, Yu-Gi-Oh is cool, I guess. Yeah. Pokemon's cool. Pokemon's cool. Um, the story is set in the quote-unquote not so distant future, and five black points suddenly appeared around the world as portals to parallel worlds. Immediately after, strange creatures began their invasion from these portals. These creatures are the inhabitants of five worlds, the same worlds in different time frames. In order to ensure their own future time frame survive, each of the five invasion forces battle to wipe out the other future time frames out. The key is one card-shaped device. So... It's a, it's a card game. It's a card game. It's a card game. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have an explanation for this one, why it got so high on my list. The PV doesn't tell you anything. It's because the description's cool. Maybe maybe that's why something about about multi universes, parallel universes is always interesting if it's if it's done well. I don't think that will be the case for this show, but we'll see. We'll see. The end. Okay, Yay! how exciting. So what is huh. what is uh Kimiko's next an- by the way, I think Kimiko got the best anime this season. And I know, I'm so excited get for some, them. We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get to some of those right now. Oh yeah. Um these actually these next two of mine um of which the the one you're going to hear later is my absolute favorite and i'm super super excited but um these next two of mine i like can't even begin to describe how stoked i am to witness um my number three pick uh, is one called wake up girls and i again just picked it because i thought the animation looked nifty it looked like it was going to be you know a decent sort of slice of life and in the description, I saw that it involved music, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is everything about, like, everything me. I need this. I'm so excited. And then I watched the PV for it, and I'm even more excited, because as Mitsugi brought to my attention, they were straight up playing Brahms classical music in the PV. And it's like, uh, the geek in me is just super stoked. But anyway, this is what the, uh, what the synopsis says. Um... Oh, interesting. Green Leaves Entertainment is a tiny production company on the verge of going out of business in Sendai, the biggest city in Japan's northeastern Tohaku region. The agency once managed the careers of magicians, photo idols, fortune tellers, and other entertainers, but its last remaining client finally quit. In danger of having zero talent, literally, the president, Tange, hatches an idea of producing an idol group. On the brash president's orders, the dissatisfied manager, Matsuda, heads out to scout raw talent. Matsuda makes a fateful encounter with a certain girl. Now, this does kind of have 
the potential to be a little cliche, but classical music. <laughs> like, I'm really, really super excited about what I saw, as little as I saw in the trailer. It just, it looks like it's going to be incredibly Slice of Life, and everybody at this point should know that Slice of Lives and me get along really well. So I, I want to go on record by saying that this was my this is my sleeper for the season. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the best animes of the season, and I think that it's not what people think it is, and as the chat has already declaimed it being moe. Um, anime anime doesn't really hide what it is, and when you have a show that's moe, if you have when you have a show that's about a girl pop band or whatever, and it's moe, they're going to play moe ass music in the trailer. And they're going to show you Moe stuff. And, you know, girls falling down, panties, cute girls being stupid. This anime does none of that. And not only do they not play Moe music, but they chose a Brahms intermezzo, which is an incredibly beautiful and, and classy classical music piece. There is nothing in this trailer or anything about this anime initially that makes it appear to be Moe. And I think that when you make music choices like that, I think you're trying to set yourself up to be something and it's not what people think it's going to be and it's not going to be Moe. I think it's interesting that it's set in Sendai because, of course, that was one of the areas affected by the great Tohoku earthquake. Yeah, so, and so this is going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I'm super excited. I'm going to stick my neck out there and say that. I'm I'm curious about it. it. It intrigues me because I agree with the people in the chat of like at a glance, it looks like it's going to be Moe fluff, stupid, idle girls but i also agree with you mitsuki i agree that anime is normally very yeah. very transparent and and they made some very interesting choices with the pv anyway so that one's that one's called wake up girls again anyway so my next anime um that i that i had picked so this is my number two anime and it came in it, it was number three in my selection list is ma is maho senso which means magical wars and I picked it because it sounds like it's got action in it. Basically, that's that's why I picked it. Pretty simple. And the the description and the picture for the for the anime kind of make it sound like that. So, in, in this modern magic action story, see they say it right there. So it must be true. Takeshi Nanase is an ordinary high school boy who has a somewhat dark past. Due to certain circumstances, he formed a fake a fake couple with his childhood friend Kurumi. Isoshima, but otherwise he lives a normal life. However, one day he comes across a girl named Mui Aiba in a uniform he has never seen before, collapsed on the school campus. This encounters this encounters changes Takeshi's destiny completely. Mui tells Takeshi that she is a ma that she is a magician and she apologizes for she has turned Takeshi into a magician too. While take what Takeshi once knew as as one world is actually two worlds the world where magicians live and the world where humans live and this trailer looks pretty cool they have they have it sort of set up to be kind of badass i see a lot of characters that look kind of psychotic so i sort of think that's how the anime is going to be a little bit violent a little bit crazy there's a lot of people shooting magic at each other and uh some of the characters' faces in this kind of remind me of Dead Man Wonderland. You just have some crazy ass people with like the most psychotic smiles and I'm I'm kind of interested in how this turns out because this got I put this as number seven on my list, and I think it got put lower just because of the forms of fake relationship that kind of knocked it down for me. But Same. If if that isn't a big thing, 
I could definitely, and this anime happened to get passed, I could definitely see myself picking it up because of because of the reasons that I said before. I like that feeling of, like, magic in the real world because, I mean, I grew up with Harry Potter. Like, who doesn't want to find out they're a wizard? So the reason why I think this, this, this has the potential to be pretty good is because the director is well-established. He's fifty. He's over fifty years old. His name's his name's Yuzo Sato, and he's done a lot of stuff. He's directed Bio. He did Bio Hunter, which isn't 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 particularly good. But he also did Dirty Pair, the Goku Sen, Helsing Ultimate, Hunter Hunter, Phantom Rogue, the movie, uh, Kaiji, and a lot and a bunch of other stuff. So he did a Naruto movie. He did One Outs, which is a cool baseball anime, and I've been. I've, about a half dozen other other shows. So this guy, it, nothing if nothing else, knows his way around the directorial role, and he's not like it's not like his it's not his first rodeo. So the trailer kind of doesn't tell you much about it, but I think it has the potential to be good. So I picked it. All right. So what's Cram's? Cram continued his his amazing trend of picking this season with a show called Witchcraft Works, <laughs> and <laughs> boy, I feel bad for Cram. Anyway, so. Witchcraft Works is, and I'm playing the video in the chat, Honoka Takamiya is perfectly content with living his quiet life as an average high school junior. The only disruptions to his mundane daily routine all seem to stem from unexpected encounters with his school's super popular student idol Ayaka Kagari, the talented and gorgeous daughter of the school board chairman. To his dismay, Takamiya's classroom seat turns out to be right next to, to Kagari-san, and th- thus he offers joss- um, jostling, harassment, and even a beating from her inescapable crowd of jealous fans. As if this isn't bad enough, Tak- Takamiya's world, as well as a portion of his school, suddenly collapses around him, and he is twice lured into bizarre and fantastic death traps. Astonished at his own survival, Takamiya learns to- that his rescue is thanks to the cool head and firepower of a witch named Ayaka Kagari, from then on, Honoka quickly rediscovers, with Ayaka's devoted help, that neither his school, nor the people he thought he knew, nor even himself, are in any way normal. There's a lot of witches this season, and witchcraft. And, and there's a lot of titties. I was just thinking that. And there's a lot of titties in this trailer. A lot <laughs> of them. Too. This anime is going to be horrible. Run for your life. I'm I'm so excited for that moment when Crab takes one of these animes and is like, Mitsuki, this is perfect. This is a masterpiece. <laughs> well, he does that a lot with to me, but um, this this is the kind of anime where literally every single female character in it has an E cup. I mean, look at the video in the chat. This girl, her tits are so big that she's like Pamela Anderson in her prime. Like she looks like she has like beach balls under her shirt. And every girl in here is either a cat girl, a nurse, or has a gigantic, and they all have gigantic racks. Is she humping a teddy bear? Yes, she is. All right. This is this oh is my God. this anime will be putrid, and it's called Witchcraft Works, and you need to run as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> run to the highest hill and don't come off of it. You know what you can run to though? You can run to my number one pick. I got it, everybody. I got the most anticipated show this season. I'm gonna go on record saying I think it's the most anticipated show this season. What show is it? I'm sure you already have a guess. It's Space Dandy. This is my number one show, and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> like, like I I watched the PV, and I'm so excited for this show. So 
the reasons why I'm excited for this show are are numerous. Uh, Yoko Kano is involved in the music for mm-hmm. it, yes. along with another a number of other things. The director is Shinichiro Watanabe, who, of course, is most known for Cowboy Bebop, uh, but he's been involved in in some other things. And it just looks so flippin' fantastic. It's done by Studio Bones. The summary is, Space Dandy is a space hunter, someone who is paid to search for new undiscovered alien species. It's an industry where the prize goes to the person who finds the aliens the fastest. Dandy searches unknown planets for strange beings with his companions, QT, the worn-out robot, and Meow from Betelgeuse. Meanwhile, they're being chased by minions of the Gorgle Empire for reasons that are still a mystery. The story follows him and his adventures. So, thanks from the trailer. Can I just say that Dandy, the character, seems like Space Pirate Cobra and and Spike had a love child. I just, <laughs> like his movements, his movements seem very Spike to me, but his demeanor seems very like ladies' man type of thing. Can I, true. Can I just say I don't think he, I don't think he, he doesn't remind me of Spike at all. He looks like Cobra. Oh, and, his, he, his he looks movements like, are so Spike. He looks like Cobra and Elvis. <laughs> his movements, his movements in this atmosphere, like it's it's the combination of space and him, and it's just yeah. He's Elvis. There's, it's Elvis in space. There's boobies there's in the trailer, <laughs> but like literally, there's a sign that says boobies in the trailer. Yeah, it doesn't hide it. <laughs> but I'm thinking that he owns. My guess is he owns some kind of galactic casino or strip club or or something. And, you know, it's so glittery and shiny, and oh, I'm so excited for this show. I want it's it. Problem. My comments on the show are that the budget looks really high. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, my only real concern with it is that I, I, have, a, I have this hunch that it's going to be a really episodic show, and if that's the case, it'll be kind of a letdown for me, but it looks... It looks really high budget, so at least it looks like the, it's looks, it looks like the, prettiest, the prettiest show of the season. One thing one thing that begs to be mentioned about it, and I know I've talked about this in the news break, but this anime is actually getting its premiere in America, like the day before it gets its premiere in Japan. And it's almost completely simulcast in English and Japanese in America, which I think is really cool because that to me is like Shinichiro Watanabe said, hey, my anime, Cowboy Bebop, no one cares about it in Japan, but everybody cares about it in America. So why not <coughs> broadcast it in America? And... The English voice cast, I'm not normally a big dub person, but I know Kimiko follows it more than I do, and and I know the people on the list. Dandy is uh, Ian Sinclair. Um, They were just talking about that in the chat, and I'm super stoked. Meow is Joel McDonald. (gasps) Um, Dr. Geru is J. Michael Tatum. And we have another... Colin Clinkenbeard is doing Scarlet, so... (gasps) Thank you! Oh, I love her. (laughs) So there's and there's a lot of other big names, but I'm so excited for the show. It's probably passing. <laughs> Just gonna say it's it already right passed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, I'm I'm really excited. All right, Kimiko. So what's your number one pick? Okie dokie. So my number one pick, which is something that I think I'm actually about, maybe not as excited as Chiaki is about Space Dandy, but like a similar level of excitement is one called Hamatora the Animation. And basically, 
this PV blew my socks off. Like, it just, it looked so cool. It reminded me of something very similar to, like, uh, Durarara and um, maybe a little bit, like, I, I don't want to say, like, the the excitement and the amped up aspect of Sket Dance without the awful of Sket Dance. Like, it just, it looked so epic. Like, it just looks very fast-paced. It looks very nicely animated, which, as always, is something that I'm looking for um, in the anime that I choose for this. And uh, surprisingly enough, the um, the synopsis doesn't say much, and I liked that. I liked that it left a lot to the uh, to the imagination. Basically, the synopsis I read is this story unfolds on the stage of Yokohama in 2014 and centers around the special abilities referred to as minimum or minor miracles. That is it. That is all we are told about this so far. And, I mean, it could mean any number of things. Literal special abilities, like supernatural abilities, is kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, though it doesn't really give too much of that in the PV, I've noticed. Um, I definitely see the, the do-da-da-da feel from the PV. Yeah, it just it it has that feeling of like constant movement and a lot of character tropes that we see, like a, a lot of personalized characters already in the PV, which I thought was something really nifty that you kind of get a feel for every character in it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now that first character you see at the very beginning of the PV is already my favorite. I know he's probably gonna be everybody's, but he's already my favorite. The headphone dude. Uh, headphone dude the the one with the bandage on his on his yeah, uh, yeah. on his cheek that or uh eye patch guy super love i was eye gonna patch say guy eye patch guy for me yeah uh kimiko why are we so far away i can't watch anime with you fangirl <laughs> i just want to cuddle with you and watch anime always chiaki oh, God. anyway so my number one pick by the way one more time that and that last anime was called hamatora Hamatora, the animation, and I'm super, super excited about it. Not as excited as Space Dandy, um, but it's it's like it's looking really, really epic for me. So my number one pick, and I picked it because it was really safe. It's a safe pick. Is Toaru Hikushie no Koi, uh, Koyuta, and that translates as, you guessed it, the Prince and the Pilot. Yes, I want to see this one. So this is the tale of a prince who lost who lost everything and leaves for a journey with no guarantee of returning to his hometown safely. He has a lot of hatred inside of him, and he meets several people that will teach him about friendship and love and other nice things. So the reason why I jumped on this one is because there is prior established... Con- maybe It may not be related to the movie, but it at least has a, a related film in its library of works, I guess. The Princess and the Pilot is a pretty good movie that came out in 2011. Yeah. So... I remember it had some problems, but I really enjoyed it. Not a shabby movie at all, like maybe a 4 out of 5 type of movie. And... Yeah, I mean, anytime you have an anime that has such... That has previous content like that that's quality, you at least know that there's some... It has has a leg up on, on, on all other animes that have nothing behind it that you have no idea... You know what to what to do with it. The, the reason why I think it could be bad is because of the director. I have the director written down here, Toshimasa Suzuki, and I just run through some of the things he's done real quick. He's done quite a few things, but unfortunately, he directed *Dance in the Vampire Bund*, which scares the scares the pants off of me. 
And uh, I think uh, Kimigo did Lagrange a while ago. Wasn't that anime yeah. pretty, pretty not very good? Nah. And so he's got a couple shows under his belt. About half of his shows are pretty pretty terrible. But <laughs> I at least take solace in the fact that this is a previously established... Um, I haven't actually played the trailer trailer yet in the chat. I forgot all about it. We we reviewed for anyone curious. We reviewed Princess and the Pilot in episode 159, and we gave it a three. So as I as I recall it, it, it was a it was a pretty solid movie. It had some problems, but it was a pretty solid movie. The movie looks like it has a lot of CG in it. It kind of looks reminiscent of Last Exile a little bit, and but we it looks be so like, lucky if it's it, reminiscent of Last Exile. It looks to have a pretty high budget, and. It had it already has a successful movie based after it, so as I said. So this is called uh, Toaru Hikushi e no Koyuta, or The Prince and the Pilot for in English. So you might want to check this one out. I think that it has probably the best one of the best chances of at least being quality. Maybe not it won't be maybe it won't be space dandy, but it's actually to be all to be in all in all fairness, it has a better shot of being good than Space Dandy does. Because what? Well, in all fairness, in all fairness, you are all, everyone's space. Space Dandy has no prior source material, so it could be a it, it could be a moe etchy show. At least Prince and the Pilot has a movie we've already seen that that is good. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Space Dandy is going to be bad. I'm just saying that an anime that has no prior content versus an anime that has prior content, you at least know what you're getting with. You need this you movie. need to you need to watch yourself, Mitsugi. After that, PB <laughs> Space Dandy is my new favorite anime of all time. It saved anime already. <laughs> it saved anime already. Actually, I do really think, though, as I said before, it's making an impressive stride with well, regards to simulcasting in the U.S. and English and the, things like that. Despite what Cram would make you think, I actually think that Space Dandy will probably be will probably be good, and you know, it, it's it it everyone everybody thinks Bebop immediately when they see it because of the director and because of the setting. So, if it's anything close to Bebop, it'll be amazing. So, so what is Cram's last anime that we're going to be talking about. So I completely snatched Space Dandy out from Cram. But yep. I, with our new system, I think one of the reasons why for me there was much less stress it was this new system. You know, we we're going to watch the shows that pass like multiples of us. But I think Cram's what ended up being his number two pick was Tonari no Seki. No, this is his number. This is his number two choice but his number one anime yeah well that's that's what i said it was his number two pick on the list so it's to nadi no Sekikun, and after watching the trailer it could be good i don't really know so in the middle of class at a certain school rumi yokoi a, a diligent student has her in-class life turned upside down when her next door deskmate seki begins to play by himself at his desk in class Although Yokoi is irked by Seki's distracting yet, ir- yet intricate playtime, she finds herself being drawn into his interesting hobby, never being able to focus. Yokoi observes Seki's stunning ways of slacking off in class, and I don't think it's going to be very good. It's called Tonari no Seki-kun. Let me see if I have any notes written down about why or why it may be good or bad, and I said, I don't know why it's going to be good. The trailer looks pretty good, so... Mitsuki's such a hard sell. <laughs> Actually, I think I there don't... are... Quite a few anime from this season that are going to be good. I think, just real quick, before we, we go into our anime news break, we should list off all of the all of the approved, sh- or all of the final shows on our short list 
to get to try to make it to try to bid for a spot in our eight slot for reviews. So my shows that I will be watching for impression are Nobunagun, Strange Plus, Nobunaga the Fool, ZX Ignition, and Space Dandy. The ones that I am going to be watching are Defrag, Inari Konkoi Iroha, Hozuki Noretsu, Wake Up Girls, and Hamatora the Animation. Okay, so we're going to take a quick news break right now. You're not going to read yours or Cram's? All right, mine are the, the, the Prince on the Pilot, Maho Senso, Wizard Baristas, Ginozaji second season, and My Little Sister's Affairs are all becoming weird recently. And Cram's are Tonari no Seki-kun, Witchcraft Work, Norigami, Norigami, Sakura Trick, and Sekai Seif- Seifuku, Bodiaku no Zvezda. So... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what's good and what isn't, and we'll be getting to those in the coming weeks, so... I think the season looks a lot better than we thought it was going to be. Some, it looks like there's a couple gems in this season, so that's good. So... Might be an anime poll over this news break, or a poll. Yeah, so the poll for this news break is... What is your favorite... What do you want for Christmas? So, and we'll be getting to that poll right now. And when we come back from the news break, we're going to be covering a review on the anime Hakenden. So stay tuned, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Hail you Mitsugi fanboys and girls out there. This is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up... For those of you who are fans of the very popular anime Mushishi, the television channel BS11 here in Japan has aired a one-minute commercial for the upcoming one-hour Mushishi Tokubutsu Hen Hiha Mukage, or Mushishi special Sun Eating Shade, this past week. The preview, as I think most of you will be pleased to hear, confirms that the special will also feature past characters such as Adashino and Tanyu. In other news, from the upcoming season, the anticipated show Space Dandy had had some interesting news released regarding its music. Etsuko Yakushimaru of Arakawa Under the Bridge, Moara Penguin Drum, and the Tatami Galaxy will be contributing her new single X Jigen Yokoso, or Welcome to the X Dimension, as the ending theme song for the Space Dandy television series. Yakushimaru herself wrote the lyrics and composed the music under the pen name Tika Alpha. Well none other than Yoko Kano um, arranged the music. Of course, Yoko Kano had also worked on Cowboy Bebop, this series, in a way, predecessor with regards to the staff who's worked on the series. So anything that has Yoko Kano's name anywhere close to it, I'm interested in. Speaking of Japanese musicians and singers, the official website of Ayumi Hamasaki has announced that the 35-year-old singer is now engaged to a 25-year-old male medical student at the University of California in LA. She commented, as my partner is an ordinary student, I would be very happy if you could watch over us quietly. The couple got engaged this past week, according to a source linked to Hamasaki. She is not pregnant. The two had met during the New Year's holiday through a friend and began dating around spring. So a very heartfelt congratulations to any engagements that occur. And well, it just goes to show you, if you're a college student, it is entirely possible to perhaps get engaged to a Japanese pop star. 
In other news, acclaim continues to be piled upon Kaze Tachinu, or The Wind Rises, Miyazaki's latest and, as it stands, last feature-length film. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association has announced the nominees for the 71st annual Golden Globes this past week, and Hayao Miyazaki's 11th and, as I said, final film, The Wind Rises, has been nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. The film is competing alongside France's Blue is the Warmest Color, Italy's The Greatest Beauty, Denmark's The Hunt, and Iran's The Past. The Wind Rises was one of 58 total films that made the shortlist for Best Foreign Language Films category. It was also one of only two animated films. So, of course, well done, Miyazaki. This was Chiaki, and this was your anime news break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Hi there, this is Vic Mignogna, the voice of Edward Elric and Tamaki Suo and lots of fun guys. And I am, yes, I have to admit it, I'm a total anime addict. And we're back from the news break with the 207th anime episode with the 207th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We have a we have the results from the poll. The question for the poll was what do you want for Christmas? So, we're going to go through the results right now. So, the options were anime DVDs and other merchandise, video games, manga, straight cash, or a lock of Chiaki's hair. <laughs> That's what I voted for. I'm sure it was. <laughs> You creeper. <laughs> I, I voted for that, too, because <laughs> that way I can keep my own hair. So the, so the option that won the poll was anime DVDs and other merchandise with 35% of the results. And second place was straight cash with 30%. But there was actually one person other than Kimiko who wanted to have a lock of Chiaki's no, hair. No, 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 I voted for it. You want your own hair? What are you? What are you? What are you? A weirdo? I don't want to cut my. I don't want to cut my hair off. A little bit strange. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna like frame a lock of my own hair. I'm gonna keep it on my head. And, and sadly, only five percent of people want to have manga this year. I guess no one loves manga. Hmm. Yeah. So so sad. Anyway, so thank you for participating in the poll. We will continue to be doing these polls in future episodes because I think it's a really fun and interesting function. If you don't think it's an interesting function, you can tell me you think it sucks in the chat, and maybe I will revise my opinion. So, the anime I'm going to be reviewing today is a yet another Shonen Eye anime. I don't know how I get stuck with all these Shonen Eye shows. I'm just, I'm just a lucky guy. So, an anime called Hakenden, Eight Dogs of the East, is a show that started airing way back in January of 2013, and Basically, it ran for, I don't know, half the year. So, the I already reviewed the first half of the eight, of Hakenden Eight Dogs of the East, but today I'm going to be discussing the second half. And this anime started airing in in July, so it's been going on for a while. The director of this anime is Osamu Yamasaki, who has quite a bit of directorial credits to his name. He's done, let's see here, 
Hakuoki, that samurai anime that we that we covered a while back. He did, and let me see if think of anything else that's, that people will recognize. Tokyo Revelation. Uh, a bunch of stuff I don't really recognize myself. But he's not really new to the anime scheme. He's done. He's directed at least ten anime. So, Haken to Eight Dogs of the East is an anime that is about... For five, five years ago, almost every villager of, of Otsuka Village died due to a tragic plague. But mysteriously enough, three survivors, a girl and two boys, emerged. Now living in a church, the three live in isolation, hidden from those who may seek to find them. Shino, one of the survivors, has control over the power of Murasame, the Blade of Life. But when the Imperial Church seeks to take the, the Murasame for themselves, their peaceful life becomes a thing of the past. So, this is a direct continuation of the first season of the anime. It, it picks up exactly where the last season left off, and I will tell you that if you did not watch the first half of the Hakenden anime series, you cannot watch the second half of it. You will not, have, you will not have the slightest clue what is happening in the show. So You know, I was laughing at you. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's not that's nothing new. About how somehow I feel like you got a lot of boys love shows, like yeah. a <laughs> lot of them. But I also got Attack on Titan, and I got Toaru Kagaku no Rogan S. That was good, but yeah, I seem to get slapped with a couple man or boy love or girl love or some kind of love anime is every there, season. Is there something we should know about you, Mitsugi? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nothing. I'm pretty transparent guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the first season of this anime was uh, kind of not too good. I mean, they really slow. What happens in this anime basically is that they are trying to find all eight of the mysterious. So this anime is based on a legend of the eight dogs of Japan. That I, I don't know the legend too well, but I think they, they the eight dogs come together and they to fight an evil force that's threatening the nation and. So what they're trying to do in this anime is they're trying to find all eight of these of these reincarnations. So everyone's been re- reincarnated from from the past and they hold the spirit of one of these dogs inside of them and they all have the word Inu in their name, so which is kind of kind of weird, you know, but you know, it's, it's just cuz they're dogs. So we have we have Inukawa, Inus Inuzuka, we have Inusaka, Inuyama, Inuta, Inukai and that's I guess that's all of them. So, everyone's an Inu. And what they did in the first half of this anime is that they they would just go around and have ridiculous sort of sort of story arcs that would, you know, have a different conflict each time. So, for example, one of the arcs was about a demon that was killing people in this mountain. And, you know, they would they'll go and exp- explore and see what that's all about. One of, the arcs, one of the arcs was about an evil sect of monks that was trying to kill off the... Uh, demons but they were kind of demons themselves but really the goal was to find all eight of the dogs and they and you'll know that you'll know when you found one because they all carry these little jewel beads with them like these beads of power and each of the beads sort of has a uh, a like a like a like a kanji a symbol an emblem on it that represents something like power or wisdom or harmony or love or whatever it is some virtue you know so they only found maybe four of these dogs in the first half of the show, and that was pretty much the entire thing, the entire scope of what they were trying to accomplish in the first half of the of the series. In the second half of the series, they pick up directly where they stopped by 
finding the rest of the dogs and what are we gonna do let's go find them and the thing about this anime that you gotta know is that there's a lot of sexual tension between some of the characters can I <sighs> can I go on a tangent just for a second yeah help yeah good I okay addict community <coughs> Please, someone make a music video of who led the dogs out to this show. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, go. Post it on the forums. Let me see it. So, so basically, there's a lot of there's a lot of tension between the main characters in the show. They're, they they Shino is trapped inside of the the body of a of what appears to be a child because when he absorbed the spirit of, of Murasame, which which is in personified in like a like a raven that comes out of his arm. It's kind of weird, but. It's also a sword. He his growth was stunted forever. He's cursed with eternally being like a thirteen year old boy. So he's this ridiculously beautiful boy. All the all the male all the male characters in the show are smexy, as you as you girls would put it. And <laughs> some of them want each other, but they don't really they don't really they don't really pursue that. So if you're trying to watch the show because you think there's going to be like some yaoi action in it or some kissing between guys, that will never happen in the show. There's no kissing. And in fact, as the second half of the show rolled, around, rolled along, there was significantly less of that as they tried to sort of finish the story for what little story there was. So what happens in the second half of the series is that they they do find all eight of the dogs, but it takes like twenty four episodes to do this. Um, they it takes all the way up until the very very end, the last two episodes of the show, until you really get around to the villain of the anime. And I don't want to give any spoilers. Even even giving the motives of the villain is a spoiler because they don't really tell you much about it until the twenty fifth or twenty fourth episode. And so if I start telling you all about that, you'll I'll basically be spoiling everything. So I'm going to try to stay away from that. But the reasons why I don't why I didn't like this show very much are because they they really don't respect you as a viewer when you're watching it. I mean, they really expect you to just be content with not having much of a story and just sort of going on these little bishy hunts where you find a bishy and then you... I go on bishy hunts. You, you find a bishy... And then we're taken back to your to your bishy base and have tea and coffee and talk about bishy things. And then you'll go out on another bishy mission that the, the, the church will send you on to find another bishy. And then at the end of the show, you have you have this evil... I can't even remember her name, but she's like a witch. And she wants to, you know, do witch things. And so at the end of the show, they all band together and they fight her and they have a reasonably cool battle that takes place in the last 20 minutes of the anime and then the anime sort of ends so there's not much of a story like for for an anime that's based on a, on an old folktale an old legend they don't really it's unless the legend is bad they don't really have much of a storyline here they just kind of hunt and hunt and hunt and then when they get to the end they fight and then it's over and there's not much of a there's not much closure either after the fight's over which I don't really like uh, the the animation is okay. I mean, it looks very crisp and pretty because they want they want all the boy characters to, characters to look at their best. Then you know their Sunday their Sunday best. Uh, of course. And so it looks very crisp. the I, The animation is not super good, but it's mostly because it doesn't really need to be. I mean, they don't really have these crazy action fight scenes in the show. There is some action, some sword fighting, and things like that. But 
they mostly just do a lot of talking or wandering around looking for things, and so because of that, they can kind of get away with normal levels of animation. But the art looks very crisp, and you're going to love all the boys, and they're all really cute, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the music is... Did you love all the boys, Mitsugi? <laughs> no, I didn't. There's one girl... There's, like, one girl character on the entire show, and her name's Hamaji. And she's, like, the, she's, she's one of the original 3P3 people that survived the the plague and the fire in the village at the beginning of the anime. And this anime sort of... I know I know that Mitsuki's theory on gender is more more about having too many women in the anime than males, but this is a, yet another anime. I may have to start may have to revise my theory a little bit to include a section that if you have too many male characters, your anime will also suck. But that's a little harder for me because then there's because then you're pretty much saying every sports anime in the, the entire world really is Really what you're trying to say is not about the gender of the characters, but the content of the show. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to make a claim based. I can't talk specifically on the genders because it's a lot more interesting than just analyzing the content. But this show has mostly has 95% male characters, and so as a result, it's kind of a. I've already said what it is. It's a bishy romp. So if you're the kind of if you're the kind of anime viewer that likes looking at pretty boys all the time, then you might like this anime. And if you're the kind of person that wants to have really intense action or wants to have a serious story or doesn't like bishy love, you probably won't like the show. And if you haven't watched the first season, you certainly can't make an attempt at watching the second half because you won't understand what's happening. So I'm currently polling the chat to see what they think, what, what, what review they think this anime should get. I already know what I'm going to give it, but I want to see how, what their thoughts are in line with the show to see if we're kind of thinking the same thing. Overall, it, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible show. I mean, it's but it's incredibly slow and it didn't really do it for me. And I'm gonna give it. What did I give the first series season of this? It had to have been a two. I'm gonna give the second season also. I'm gonna give it a two a two jewel beads of power out of five. And so I've polled the chat, and the chat has 50% of the of the of the poll says this anime should get a two and a half, and 50% of the poll says it should get a two or lower. So. There you have it. Hakenden Eight Dogs of the East, either the first or the second season, aren't. It's not very good. And so, what else can I say about it? I don't know. It's not a very good show. And also, when I started this review, we lost thirty percent of the people that were watching live, which kind of says something about it. <laughs> either nobody cares, or they've already seen it and they know it's terrible. So. And finished. <laughs> So, but I'm pretty excited about this about this winter season. I think we have we have enough good shows that we're going to be able to pick eight shows to pass for our new system, and I think that we're going to have eight, eight good ones. I'm going to be I'm, I'm being optimistic. I think there are enough animes in this season that we could have eight good shows. Agreed. Also, I want I want to make a mention that starting when we come back, the next live episode will be. Oh, I can probably give you a date right here if you'd like. The next live episode will probably be on Saturday, January fourth, and when that ha- when when that episode come, comes around, we we will probably be starting our new system of reviewing. So we will be do- we will be doing a a group review on one of the eight past anime from the fall two thousand thirteen season, and this is this is the entire reason why we switched the system so we could have more more reviews that will be discussion based between all three hosts and less of what just happened me talking about a show for twenty minutes. And yeah, so I think it'll be good, and I, 
I hope you know what I hope everybody has a really happy holiday because we're not going to see you again until we get back. So have a good one. Hopefully everybody has a really happy holiday and a happy new year. And I hope everybody has the opportunity to spend Christmas and the holidays with family and that no one is like trapped alone or working in a foreign country. You know, even the anime addicts are going back to the United States for Christmas this year. So I'm going to personally enjoy watching football and having really, really bad American food every day. <laughs> I'm so excited for Mexican food and sandwiches and Pop-Tarts. I'm going to get a Pop-tarts. sandwich from Jimmy John's, and it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, so I want to thank everybody who watched live in the chat. It was uh, nice interacting with you. I hope everybody enjoyed watching the preview videos that we posted. You can find us at www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes, so please give us a rating. We haven't had a rating for a while from the United States, so where we look forward to reading those. And, of course, facebook.com forward slash Animatics Anonymous Podcast. And twitter.com, you can search for us at AAA Podcast. And, of course, we're live every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv. So come check us out there. And we look forward to seeing you guys when we get back from the holiday. We will have one episode that will, that will be released and also a hentai episode that will get released in the meantime, so you won't be left without having something to listen to over the holidays. I hope the, the theme taking you out tonight is the, is the song Just One Life from the anime Samurai Flamenco by the artist Spy Air. You love this song, right? Pretty good song. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good holiday. Safe travels and all that jazz. Eat too much Bye food. Bye, guys. Take care, and we'll see you later. that the show is over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows, including your favorite anime, anytime, anywhere, on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash anime. That's HuluPlus.com forward slash anime.